Welcome to Talking with Fred. This is Tony. And I'm Joel. And we are continuing the Omer, and we are talking about the kingdom and independence. The kingdom of God. Yeah. Tony, what do you think a kingdom is? Well, you have a king. Right. And then it's his domain. Right. It's what he rules over. Right. That's a kingdom. Right. And so when we talk about God's kingdom, I think of he's the king, and we are his domain. So what do you think about when you think about someone being the king? I think about the ruler. Okay. The one who sits someone on the throne. makes the rules. Well, yeah, he makes the laws. He sets the tone. He, he who has the gold and makes the rules. In a way, in a <laughs> sense, I think a leader, a real true leader. Okay. I mean, there's the old saying that says anyone can be a boss. Right. Right? Anyone can be a boss. Anyone can tell anybody what to do. Right. But a leader knows how to lead, knows how to set a tone, to set the foundation. How does he know? Experience in a nutshell. Okay. I think experience. Okay. I mean, there's no wiser. How does he get that experience? We're talking about God or a person? It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, God, I mean, he's the all-knowing, omnipotent God, so I can't answer for him. (laughs) Right. But a leader... Right. Okay, so for example... If he, if he leads off of experience, uh-huh. how does he get experience? By doing something. Okay. And taking... The how does he do something? Well, you got to start from somewhere. Okay, how do you start? Picking up whatever it is you're going to do and start. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, like, for, like, yeah, like yeah, so drummer. Right. I'm a drummer. Right. We all know that. Right. Okay, so the only way I can start is by sitting down at a set or picking up sticks. Right. And start tapping. Right. Okay. Now, I have to be able to find a book of some sort ah. that teaches me something. Uh-huh. Okay. Now you're onto something. I'm onto something. <laughs> so it, you mean it didn't just fall out of the sky? Not at all. Right. No idea falls out of the sky. So experience is based on starting to do something. Starting to do something yeah. is some kind of initiative, yeah. right? It's some kind of motivation. Right. And and that's absolutely important in life, mm-hmm. right? But what's even more important is the direction of your motivation because that depends on which input you get, mm-hmm. right? Let's just take your example. Right. There's not one type of drums, right? Not at all. There's multitudes oh. of type, right? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so the, the drums that you learned was based on some kind of interest, mm-hmm. right, that made you choose that style of drumming instead of that style of drumming. Right? right. So you're not you're not playing an African style of drumming. No. You're not playing a jazz style. I mean, style. it would be fun, but... <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I mean, th- there's some kind of motivation that says, no, I'm not going to be a jazz drummer. I'm no. going to be a rock drummer. Right. Let's just take that. Right? Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and that's an important part mm-hmm. of all of this, right? Because we're talking about the kingdom and the kingdom in this week of the Omar is talking about being independent. Mm-hmm. In other words, being self-sufficient, being being strong in yourself. Mm-hmm. The thought goes back to being able to stand on your own two feet. Right. Right. So in other words, you have to figure out what am I, what am I going to do? What am I going to, how am I going to express myself? What am I good at? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you hear that all the time. Right. Yeah. Find out what where are my at. strengths. And that's a really good thing, right? Yeah. Because you're a drummer, right? So at some level that at least that interest came to you naturally. Yeah. Right. 
Because so I'm really not remember. a drummer. No. I didn't just tap on things, right? <laughs> no. But you did. Right? I get dirty looks, too, when I start right. tapping. <laughs> right. But exactly. And so my interest went in another direction, mm-hmm. right, that your interest didn't. So so that's what makes everything. Didn't you learn, didn't you try to learn an instrument? I did, because my parents <laughs> wanted me to, um, wanted me to be in the junior high school band. <laughs> But the problem was I couldn't march and play an instrument at the same time. I'm not very co- uh, coordinated. And so I was politely asked to sit down. <laughs> In a polite way. And thus ended my musical career. <laughs> well, again, that shows you not everybody is meant for and things. I, I actually have a. I actually have a picture to prove it because in the, I think it was, what was it, the eighth grade? Yeah. Seventh grade, somewhere through there. <clears throat> the junior high band had to march in our local towns. I believe it was I did the that 4th in high of July or yeah. some kind of parade anyway. Yeah. And uh, there's a picture of me totally out of step Yeah, with everybody else. <laughs> I mean, literally, everybody's with their le- right foot out and my, <laughs> my right foot's back. <laughs> so that was the end of that. I did that for three years growing up. <laughs> I loved it. Go Tillers. We had a fantastic time. I loved it. First year with the banner. Then after that, I was on the bass drum and then got to play snare. I had a If, if I ever I had anything to do musically, it would have probably had to been more in the jazz direction. <laughs> But anyway, well, coming from a family my, that yeah, coming right. from a family that's mu- musical, so, yeah, right. <laughs> and so, but anyway, my interest went other directions, and so, yeah. uh, but but it's the, it's that fundamental interest in something yeah. that you know we think we think about these things about being a king, for example, mm-hmm. right? And we think about well, that's somebody that's power hungry. That's somebody that's you know wants to decide everything, wants to have power, yeah, wants to make all the decisions you know, wants to be, have the most of everything. But but that's not really what God talks about in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. He, he's talking about being the person that you're created to be in the strongest sense of the word or in the strongest sense of the creation, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a really interesting verse in <clears throat> Psalms 139, verse 16 where David, King David, he writes that God saw his, and there's multitude of translations, right? Mm-hmm. But God saw the substance of his existence or the substance of his body. Some translate it as his unformed body and created him. And and the term that is used, it means it's kind of like, like making, making, a, baking a cake, mm-hmm. right? You get all of these, ingredients right you read a recipe and you say okay i'm gonna make this cake right and i need all of these recipes right and so before the cake ever comes into existence you know all the things that you want to put in that cake now there's a multitude of different cakes you can make right yeah you can make a chocolate cake or you can make a vanilla cake or Mm -hmm. a strawberry cake or Mm -hmm. whatever right so it's up to you to make that decision right Right. that cake is cake Right. Oh, yeah. So Tony bakes a cake. He bakes three different cakes. Yep. Right. All Tony's cakes are equal in the sight of Tony. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But each cake is different. That's true. And so, so this idea that, that David's talking about, and it only talks about twice in the Bible. The word is only used twice. Just it's in this, case you were wondering out there. It's, uh, well, that's what makes it unique because it's, it's this idea of 
that God, before we ever were in existence, God saw all of our existence. Yeah. And he brought all of that together because basically what the term means, it's unformed, but it means it's folded together, right? Or it's brought together. It's amazing. And and so so God, he God looks out through time and knew all of what he wanted to use Tony for. And he brought all of that together and you come into existence. The other the other time that it's used is when Elijah takes Elisha to the Jordan River just before he's taken home with the, the chariot of fire. Yeah. And it says that he took his cloak and he folded it together and he struck the Jordan River and it parted. And theologically, that is an, an extremely interesting um idea right because Mm -hmm. your cloak is your identity yeah right his mantle his cloak his jacket whatever you want to call that right and we have that a lot in the new testament paul writes a lot about that you know put on the identity of christ put on a new creation put on what jesus has done to you peter writes about it in first peter you know we we put on this identity of christ and so basically what that verse in second kings talks about is that elijah he took off his man. He took his identity, and when he took it off, what it means is, I went back to the time when God saw my entire existence. That's amazing, right? All of my family, past, present, and future, all of my abilities, all of my capabilities. I laid it. He laid it before the Lord, mm-hmm. and the Lord again. He folded it together. He brought it back together in power, and Elijah struck the water, and the waters parted. That's amazing. And so this idea that Elijah's standing there at the Jordan River, he's standing there in the strength of who God created him to be. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about the kingdom. Mm-hmm. We're talking about standing strong in what God has created to us to be, that we take off our identity and we spread it out and we let God fold it back together, Right in the way that he intended it to be from the beginning. That's and then amazing. waters will part, right? Yeah. Water in, in the in in the Old Testament, water is has a double meaning, as everything in, mm-hmm. in Hebrew has a double meaning. On the one hand, it's 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 absolutely necessary for survival. Right. Yeah. So water means refreshing. Water means survival. Yeah. Water means we have to have it. On the other hand, water is danger. True. I mean, you're talking about desert-dwelling people. Yeah. Right? So when they looked out across the Mediterranean, right, all they knew was people sail out and they never come home. Yeah. Right? What about the stories of the Sea of Galilee? Right? What happens? They sail out on the Sea of Galilee (laughs) and and a storm comes. Right? So what do you do? You don't sail out on that water because there's danger. Right? And so, so there's Elijah standing at the barrier. Yeah. Right? The Jordan River. And he takes off his cloth. He takes off his identity. And God spreads it out throughout time, past, present, future. And then he folds it back together in new power. And he strikes it. For me, it's just exciting to hear that more because it shows once again God's power. Right. It shows his omnipotence. Well, it shows, yeah, it shows his, his, his divine wisdom. Yeah. You're not a mistake. No. 
right? That God has something that he will use you for. And sometimes we have to take our identity off. That's what salvation talks about, right? Salvation talks about repentance. Well, what is repentance? And maybe a lot of times you'll hear it saying, turn and go in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a, a, a really interesting way of talking about that is to repent is taking off your identity and laying it before the Lord and letting him fold it together again. To do that, is that like a form of, of like bowing by the altar? I mean, I know altar can be anywhere, but basically just letting yourself open up to God. Yeah, because remember, we talked about humility, mm-hmm. right? Which is one of the seven attributes we're dealing right. with, right? So humility was being thankful, mm-hmm. right? Because I know I can't do this in my own power. So I take off my identity mm-hmm. and I lay it before the Lord. And with a thankful and humble heart, mm-hmm. know you're greater than I am because I can't change my past. I can't yeah. change my ge- genealogy. Mm-hmm. I can't change my DNA. No. I can't change any of these things. <laughs> I can't change my present situation. You know, I've talked about this many, many times, but I have never had a counseling session with an alcoholic or a drug abuser that sat down and said, that was my intention from the first day. Yeah. From the first time I ever took my first drink, my intention was to become yeah, an alcoholic, yeah. to lose my wife, my job, and yeah. everything. That was what I was going after. Nobody says that, right? Yeah. So so we have these things in our lives that are greater than ourselves. We want great relationships with our spouses, but how do we do that? Yeah, you right? work at Suddenly it, yeah. it's something bigger than you are, right? Yeah. Because you get a lot of good ideas. But then what about your wife? Well, she gets a lot of good ideas. And do those good ideas match? Not Mm -hmm. always. And then you talk about discussing and back and forth. And it really begins to grow. And sometimes when we realize this is bigger than we are, Mm -hmm. right? And we need something that's bigger than we are to help us with this that's bigger than we are. And that's where we're thankful. And so I'm thankful that in my repentance, I took off the cloak of my identity. And I laid it at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. And he folded it together again and gave it back to me to put on. He didn't change it. He didn't do anything different. He just folded it together in the way that he wanted it to fold together. Would you say that that's kind of like a representation of Jesus? I know in in Hebrew tradition that when you take your napkin right. and you fold it, it means that you're coming back. Right. The master's coming back. If you toss it, leave it, you're done. Right. Jesus folded his cloak. Could that also be? Well, yeah, and it's an interesting in this, idea because if you remember, form. if you remember on Palm Sunday, that's mm-hmm. the story of Palm Sunday, right? Right. Jesus comes riding into Jerusalem. What did they do? They in took Jerusalem. off their cloaks and they laid it before him, and he he could come into Jerusalem. Right. And so, and so, it's this idea that that we give him our identity so that he can fold it back together. Okay. Well, what does he make us then? That's the question. Right, because yeah. he doesn't change Tony, or he doesn't t- change Joel. He just folds us back together in the way that he wants us, so that he can make us what we originally were called to be. That he says to Israel on Sinai, that you're to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Mm-hmm. Right, and so Peter talks about that in First Peter, that we are we are the kings and the priests of the kingdom of God. We are the servants of the Most High God. Mm-hmm. And so that idea of kingdom comes from this idea of a very ancient idea that you were a king, right? If you could stand on 
a piece of land yeah, and defend, defend it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We all played for those of you who are anyway, over 40, <laughs> you know, there was a time I'm under 40 back in the dark ages, <laughs> right? Before cell phones and internet right, right. that children actually went outside yes. and played. Yeah. And one of the games that we played was King of the Mountain, mm-hmm. right? Or kick the can. There's, it goes by a lot of different ways. We did but capture the flag. Capture the flag. It's yeah. all the same idea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you could defend the flag yeah. or the can or the mountain, yeah, it was yours, right? Yeah. But as soon as somebody got to it, then you were kicked off, right? And that was that's an ancient idea that we have in our DNA, in the memory of our DNA, right? Yeah. It goes all the way back to the core of our existence that we are kings as long as we can stand on our own two feet and defend what is ours. Yeah. Right. And so, and so that's what God's talking about, right? He's talking about having a major flashback right now (laughs) (laughs) that, that, that I want you to be the people that can stand on their own two feet. But does that mean that we're just all supposed to just go out and do what we want to do? No. Why? Well, Paul flat out said it. I mean, yes, we could technically do what we wanted to do, but is it beneficial? And no, it's not beneficial for us to go and do whatever so we want. So there's a dilemma. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's a conflict. Right. A huge conflict. Right. And we see this. We see this in, in the world in general. Well, it's just like the idea of uh, uh, a man having five different children from five different women. Right. You know, God said, be fruitful and multiply, but don't go running around with five different women trying to multiply the earth that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just well, yeah, one example. I mean, you, get that, you know, you have a right to do something, but does yeah. that give you the right, right to do something else, right? Yeah. And so these things are in conflict. And so then you have to ask yourself, is that what God yeah. intended? Was that what he was talking about to be, I want you to be a, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation? people that can stand on their own two feet, people that are strong so that you can all just go out and do whatever you want to. Probably not. No. Probably not. And I don't believe it was because I think we see it in the Elijah uh, story Mm -hmm. that the reason that he took off his cloak and the reason that he folded it back together, that visual truth of God, as David talked about, his unformed existence, his substance, that God brought it together, folded it together in power, right? God wants us to be independent. He wants us to be able to stand on our own two feet so that we can bear the glory of God, right? Mm -hmm. Elijah takes off his cloak. He folds it together. He has it in his hand. He can use it for something. Yeah. Right? It's a useful tool. But he can't do that if he's not strong enough to handle it, right? right? You know, if you go to surgery yeah. and you're going to get your leg cut off, you don't want some idiot that's trained as a plumber. No. Right? <laughs> no. We want somebody that can bear the glory of the yeah. education of being a surgeon. Yeah. Right? God wants you to be strong enough to be able to bear the glory of his power. Yeah. So that you can part the waters. Like basically what you were meant to do. Right. You can't do that yeah. unless... Like, I'm not, I know I'm not meant to prophesy to people. Right. So I'm not going to go and prophesy people. Right. <laughs> because that's, I mean, that's going to go south quickly. <laughs> well, you have to be the type that has prepared themselves. Yeah. And be strong enough to be able to carry the, the glory of God. Right. Because yeah. it is that which is the strongest. 
right? It's the it's the power that created the universe. It'll part the waters, yeah. right? And so then they go to the other side, and we know the story. Elijah says, "Well, what do you want?" To Elisha, and Elisha says, "I want the double portion. I want the, yeah. I want." The, and that's not that doesn't mean twice as much as you have, right? We'll get we, we can, can get, get to that, that one another time. Yeah, it's not what it's talking about. It's an inheritance mm-hmm. tradition. I want basically what he's saying is, I want the inheritance of the first son, right? Which is the 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 Christ inheritance because he's the first of the firstborn of the dead as, mm-hmm. as Paul writes about. And, and so we get into a lot of things, but that's, that's beside the point. Yeah. So, right. So, so, so Elisha gets it. What does Elisha do? Well, he comes back to the river, right? Yeah. And he says, now I'm taking that and I'm going to use it because I'm going to be strong enough mm-hmm. to, to, to stand and to bear the glory of God. Yeah. And it says that Elisha went and did even greater things. Yeah. Right, and that's what Jesus says to us. That's, yeah, exactly. You will John do greater says, things. You will do greater things than me. Yeah, because we give him our identity. He folds it together. We part the the river, or he parted the river of death. He goes yeah. out into the wilderness, the darkness, so to speak. Yeah. Right. God takes him home. Right. We're in the wilderness. Yeah. But we have this new cloak. We have this new power. Yeah. We have this new identity that he's put together. We come back. We separate the waters of the Jordan, we go across, and we do greater things than he did. Yeah, That's what he's talking about. It's amazing. And so so that's what we're talking about with kingdom. And that's why this whole process that we've been through, right, that we understand the love of God, that he, that he created us in his image, he accepts us as we are, mm-hmm. that he wants us to be able to say yes, and then he gives us the discipline and the strength say no to, to say no. Right. That creates a balance, a beauty in life. Mm-hmm. Right. That beauty in life gives us the victory. It gives us the strength yeah. and the harmony and the balance to be able to endure. Mm-hmm. When you've endured something, then you you're humble, humble enough, enough to say thank you. Yep. Right. That means that when we're humble enough to say thank you, that we're willing to make connections with yep. other people. When we're willing to make connections with other people, get the experience that we need to learn right. how to drum, right. right? Then that makes us strong enough mm-hmm. to be able to bear the glory of God. And that's where we're at. And that's why we stand here and we're saying, we're, we're ready. Pour out your spirit on us. Right. Let me hear you. Let me see you. And let me speak. Right. Let me understand you. Let me see your power. And let me hear your voice of creation. Let me understand that power and let me be able to act on it. And that is fundamentally what we talk about when we talk about our faith in God, our faith in Jesus Christ, and why that's important. Right. So you've mentioned independence a couple of times. Independence. Now, we're Americans. We know independence. Right. Freedom. Right. Okay. That made our nation free from another nation, right. from a rule of something else. Now they're alone. Right. Right? We're alone. We govern ourselves. Right. Is for me that's what I'm yeah, independent but, from my mother. Right. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm free to do kind. In a sense. <laughs> I'm Hispanic. <laughs> right. Well, anyways we, we know your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's I but mean, I mean <laughs> that makes me alone. Right. Quote unquote. But even that, Tony, but is, that God's is based kingdom? in your cultural experience right. of growing up. in Because the people here in Copenhagen are just as free. Right. But they have a totally different view of freedom. Right. 
right? Freedom for them is something totally different. Yeah. Right. That, that it's not, doesn't match up with the American idea. Of not at all. That, that again, doesn't match up with the Indian idea. Right. Right. You have to understand, okay, first of all, I am formed. Mm-hmm. I am impressed. I am influenced by what I have experienced growing up mm-hmm. and, and not be critical of that. Most most people want to look at that as being garbage. Yeah, but that's part of my existence that I can't change. I didn't decide to be born where I was born no. to the parents that I was born to. That wasn't my decision. And so to say, oh, that's the way it was. And I know what everybody's thinking. Yeah, well, what if you were born into a family of abusers, incestual abuse, for right. example, right? No, God didn't put you there t- to make you that person. But that's going to have effects on you. The yeah. sin in that family and the curse in that family. It's going to be a struggle. It's to going get to out have of. a struggle. Yeah. And so what, what God wants you to do is to say, yeah, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. And yes, it has affected me. Now I need you to look across my existence and fold my identity together yeah. and, and, and give me a new identity. Right. Make right? me independent he's not from going that. To, right. He's not yeah. going to make you another person. And he can't change what got you here. No. But he can change your future. He can change the makeup of your existence, the right. substance, your unformed body, as yeah. King David wrote. The old saying that God will take a negative and change it right. positive right. to benefit the And that's people. what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So I want to get to that point that I let God do what he wants to do in, in me so that I can be mm-hmm. the person that can bear his glory, right? Yeah. And you do that when you can hear what he says. And that's difficult, right? Yeah. Because in our day and age, everybody talks about, you know, I'm visual, I'm visual because we live in a visual age. Yeah. Right. Everything's visual. And so, you know, we, we, we talk about this all the time because most people, especially young people, yeah. they, they watch videos, they watch music videos <clears throat> and nobody puts out anything without a video. Right. True. And so they watch it and, and it's cool. There's great dance moves. There's a great beat. There, yeah. It's catchy. It's whatever. But nobody's listening to the lyrics. No. Right? Because we're visual. Yeah. Right? We learn visually. <laughs> no, we've we've been influenced that way. Yeah. Right. We've been we've been manipulated in that way. Because when you look through the whole Bible, the red thread of it was the first thing God did. We'll speak. We'll speak. Yeah. Right. Well, if he spoke, then that means somebody something heard. Yeah. Right. So if God speaks, then everything else hears. hears. Yeah. So everything starts with hearing. Paul writes, Faith is comes by hearing. Hearing, yeah. And hearing, and hearing by, by the by word of the God. Word. Yeah. Right. Well, Jesus even so we goes hear to that first, point. Right? He who has an ear, let him hear. Right. And so what basically what we're talking about is we're talking about developing ourselves spiritually to get to the point in our lives where we can hear him. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That we're strong enough, we're independent enough, we can stand on our own two feet so we can hear. Because it's not visually that's what's going to form you. It's what you've heard. Mm, yeah. Right? It's yeah. it's what your parents have said, it's what your family has said, it's all those things well, that's what they that always you say have like, heard. Yeah. You're garbage, you're not worth anything, you're yep. never going to accomplish anything, you're useless. Why are you yeah. here? As we've talked about before. This has been our family's generation. We're poor. We're always going to, right. I was poor. My Perfect parents are poor. Example. We're always going to be poor. You're going to be and poor. And you're going to be poor. You yeah. hear that. Yeah. I don't care how visual you think you are. 
You heard that, yeah. and that affected your life. And so, so what God wants you to do is realize that and say, hey, we can go through this process and learn these attributes of God so we can get to the point to where we can hear. Yeah. The best example of that, Tony, is, the, is John's 11th chapter. Mm-hmm. Right. John is wonderful. I mean, he was the beloved. He was the one that was close to, God, to to Jesus. And in the middle of the book of John, right, the middle chapter, mm-hmm. he tells the story of Lazarus. Right. Mm-hmm. And we all think that the wonderful thing that happened in that was that Lazarus was raised from the dead. But that's not true. In the 53rd verse of that chapter, <laughs> it says that when the Pharisees that had control of the temple, it wasn't all Pharisees, but when those that had control of the temple realized what had happened, they began to plot his death. That's John. He says they began to plot his death when they realized what he did. Well, what did he do? He spoke to a dead body. Right. And But even more than that. Which was the only one that hurt him. (laughs) Right. You go back to the disciples, right? Oh, if he's sleeping, he'll get better, right? No, he's dead. Yeah. Right? They come to to Martha. If you were here, <laughs> he would have been alive. He would have been okay. Where yeah. were you at? Yeah. Right? Mary comes out and she's sobbing, right? Yeah. Sobbing so much that Jesus was started to cry, right? So <laughs> listen, when you get to the point when 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 it's over, it's yeah. all over but the crying. Yeah. There's not a whole lot you can do. Right? Really. I mean, nobody is listening to him. <laughs> nobody. He keeps saying, I'm the resurrection. Yeah. You know, I'm the I'm life. Yeah. You're going to have life I eternity. Am. I you know, and nobody's hearing him. The yeah. only one that hears him is, is the, the dead. dead body. <laughs> and that's why we want to be, because he because Jesus prays yeah. and he says, Father, I thank you that you always heard me. Yeah. Not that you always showed me. Yeah. Not that you always were this or that or the other. I thank you that you always heard me and I hear you. Yeah. And now for the benefit of them, yeah. let the dead hear me. Yeah. Right. When they realize, when the powers that be realize that. Dude, there's no stopping him. We need if to people stop start that. listening to him. Yeah. We've got a problem. Yeah. And that's when they decide to kill him. Yeah. And that's where God wants you to be. He wants you to be to the point where you can hear him. Because if you can hear him, you can raise the dead. You yeah. can part the waters. You can not, have not the, the part that someone's going to kill you. God. Understand that. We're right, not saying that. You can you can have the glory of God yeah. in your existence. Yeah. And so those things that are absolutely destroyed in your life, the death that is in your life, that can be resurrected. Yeah. Because it begins to hear the word of God, and faith begins to work in it. Well, so you can begin to say, "No, maybe we were poor. Maybe we were." Maybe we had slavery in our in our family yeah. and in our existence, but I'm not going to have a slavery mentality. No, I'm going to break that, yeah. right? And I'm going to break that because I've heard who God says I am. Well, it's just like that question God asked Ezekiel: Can these bones right. live again? Exactly. And, and so you have to ask yourself personally: And, 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 and can and, I live and, again? Yeah, an, uh, an awesome illustration is is Isaiah. Isaiah says, before I was ever formed, you gave me a name, mm. right? That that has always hung to me, right? Because we all have names given to us by our parents. Right. And we live with that, right? And it's one well, of the funniest things to, to do when you have children is when they get to that eight, nine, ten years old, start asking them if they like their, their names, right? Nobody <laughs> likes their name, right? <laughs> and so, you know, because this is what, and unfortunately, everything that we have heard 
right? Yeah. You're poor, you're useless, yeah. you're, you have, you're a slave, you'll always be a slave. All of these different things yeah. becomes the identity of the name that they gave us. Yeah. And Isaiah said, yeah, that's true. But God gave you a name yeah. before you even Well, existed. just look at Paul. I mean, before he was Saul. Right. And his identity was Christian killer. So if right, so if you're going to be the person that can stand on your own two feet to be independent, yeah, right, you have to be able to hear yeah. and recognize a name that you're not used to. Because he's not going to call Joel; he's going to call me the name that he gave me before my existence. It's one of the, and I have to be able to hear it. Yeah, right. I have to be able to be aware. Hey, you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. Not the person that they wanted me to be, but the person you want me to be. Yeah. And if I can't hear that, right? It's just like when you were a kid, when your mom called Tony at the end of the day, you knew you had to go inside, right? <laughs> because you heard my name, Tony. Yep. Right? You didn't hear Julio. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? He had his own problems. Yeah, his right? own issues. Marco deal. had his own problems. Yeah. But when she said Tony, yeah. You knew you better. I need to get you my butt inside. Right. <laughs> I need to get up and get inside, right? Yeah. Because we hear it, right? But what if you didn't weren't able to hear your name? Oh, buddy. I called you twice. Right. <laughs> because God says, Yeah, I called you, but you didn't hear me. Yeah. That that's what I love about the story of Samuel, is that he called him and he heard right. him. And what and I he love didn't recognize about, it in the beginning. No. But what I love about his name is that it means heard. Right. By God. Exactly. And in the beginning, he didn't, right? No. And so, and so the, the priest says, go back. Go back and yeah. listen. Yeah. Right? And that's what's important in all this. Because we get to the place we want to hear it, right? Yeah. And what's the first thing that's written about the day of Pentecost? They heard, heard. a rushing mighty wind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If they hadn't been able to hear, if they weren't strong enough to stand on their own two feet, yeah. if they hadn't made the connections. Yeah. Yeah. If they hadn't if they hadn't been humble if they hadn't been well there's a reason why endure all of these things if, yeah. if they hadn't have done all of that yeah. right then they would have said oh the wind's blowing yeah it's Close just another window. day yeah and they would have missed the, they would have missed the, the blessing yeah. so that is the most important yeah listen hear what god has to say he's going to speak make sure you get into that quiet room right get away from the noise and let God speak to you. He'll speak to you in his way, in the way that you will understand, because he meets you at that point. And I hope that this time that you will have a Pentecost experience like you've never heard. Amen. And never experienced before. So I hope you followed along. I hope you've worked with these things. Now get yourself to the point on the day before Pentecost that you can be like the disciples. Yep. You can be in one accord. You can be in prayer. You can be in expectation. To God, do something on this Pentecost mm-hmm. that is different than anything Any I've ever seen. One. Right. And remember, you can follow this on Facebook and download it if you haven't heard it free on Facebook on our page, Talking with Fred. Follow us at Talking with Fred 777. That's our Instagram, uh, our TikTok, Talking with Fred, and our YouTube channel, Talking with Fred. We hope you had a great time listening and we want to hear what you have to say. Leave a comment or your questions and we will answer them to the best of our knowledge. God bless, and may the peace of God be with you.